You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The Department of Social Development will today lead a march against homophobia, biphobia and transphobia in Pretoria. The walk comes right after a grade six pupil, Sibusi Sumbata, at uh, Kalehle Kile Primary School in Tokoza, committed suicide due to being bullied about his sexuality. To discuss more about homophobia and the walk, we joined on the line by the Deputy Chairperson of the South African National AIDS Council, Steve Litseki. A very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning. Good morning to you and to the listeners of SAFM. Steve, how important is the march today against homophobia for the country and, and who is the march directed at? Look, the importance of this, not only does it embark on activation of 16 days of activism, but it's also about, you know, the conversation that the um, Department of Social Development has been having from the International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. Now, this is really about raising awareness. This is really about uh, alerting the community how homophobia and transphobia is not good in society. Now, the Department of Social Development and many stakeholders who are part of the National AIDS Council, including civil society, have been really working hard to bring about mental health support, psychosocial support, but at the same time really addressing some of the social ills around prevention and around how we can minimize and eradicate violence, uh, violence against women and girls, violence against LGBTI persons. So this much really is the greatest collaboration of multisexual that really want to advance, um, you know, elements of prevention uh, approaches in society. Now, looking at the unfortunate incident of Sibusiso Mbata, what do you think needs to be done for learners and especially teachers to understand and address homophobia in schools? Yeah. Look, for the longest time, the issue of human rights violation in school has been proven research after research, bullying, um, you know, uh, 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 that we've been seeing. Um, the Department of Basic Education in its last council meeting uh, had really developed and passed um, you know, the sexual orientation, gender identity and expression policies in school. One is not about just understanding of teachers. It's an obligation to serve students and provide an enabled environment in schools for all students. No student must face bullying. No student must face violation in school. And what we have seen of the recent incidents that a young boy committed suicide, it's not the first time. We've seen it even in West Rank where we cautioned the extent of homophobia and transphobia and even bullying leads to suicide, and it has been proven over and over again. And it's not only just about teachers, it's also about peers. What we do to empower and impart knowledge about comprehensive education towards learners around development, around body changes, around understanding what happens when you grow up. 
So all of these things around diversity must be taught in school, must be a policy where we will not tolerate violence and bullying against other students. But although heterosexism and homophobia cut across the color bar, homosexuality is considered by many black South Africans as un-African. So what role then can traditional leaders in society play in terms of shaping attitudes, knowledge, and beliefs mm. around homosexuality? Well, indeed, you are quite correct around what heteronormativity has done decades after decades, centuries after centuries. And I think it's quite important to realize some of the you know, historic elements that also emerges from colonial laws because it did not help in all, at all, because it also influenced the kind of attitude that has overseen um, a step that is wrong, that actually undermines the idea of humanity, but also that undermines the idea of our own uh, constitution for that matter. Now, you are not able to regulate uh, parenting. You are also not able to regulate some of the activities that are taking place. Um, Access Chapter 2, an organization here in South Africa, launched a report that demonstrated the extent of conversion practice that also you see in what uh, two societal institutions such as uh, culture, tradition, also the other uh, societal institutions such as religion where there's extreme fundamentalist of practices that seeks to undermine uh, or that seeks to change people. And, and we see this influence um, you know, around uh, how an African it is and so forth. But I think in the long run, we have to really get to the bottom of this, whether people understand, uh, uh, um, you know, human sexuality. It cannot be just defined as heteronormativity, an assumption that we really understand the biological elements, the gender identity, or the social construct for that matter, and what actually constitutes sexual orientation. And I think there's an ignorance in which we must speak about. And, um, you know, there's an high level of ignorance of people where we see people denying others not by virtue of uh, understanding but also by virtue of influence in societal institutions and those are the, some of the behaviors we really need to uh, cognizantly and even consistently deal with uh, in terms of sensitization and when you have organizations and civil society groups such as Access Chapter 2 and many others across the country who commits to really building sensitization and also working in collaboration with social development and others to empower communities to deal with families and diversity and really reduce these elements of uh, homophobia and transphobia. Mm -hmm. This ignorance that you're referring to, is, is that maybe in part the failure of our legislative as well as our educational intervention in this, in this respect, you think? Well, we've had shortfalls all the time because really, you will remember we are a country with a long history of prejudice. And it's not only one level. The, the fact that it has consistently been an intersectional conversation, whether one on the basis of their color, their skin, the basis of uh, class, the basis of uh, age, gender, and even geographical location. So that intersectional uh, history, you know, we, we really, when we developed our constitution, we thought 
you know, uh, that we are moving in the instance where people can actually have or carry the spirit of human rights, of human dignity and integrity. And I think the shortfalls has been around civic education, civic responsibility and obligation because it's not about what you get, it's also about what you do towards others. And and, and, and those are the shortfalls in the long run since the development of our constitution. And I think where we need to course correct as a country, it's really taking plastic and radical steps to actually promote a non-tolerant and violent society. We cannot advance and we cannot continue to actually accept this as a norm. It can't be business as usual. So part of the education, not only just education, but it's also part of accountability, that people must be held accountable around violating the rights of others. Mm -hmm. Just give us a a wrap of what is expected to take place at the march today and, and what are the program points? Part of the program, besides the walk itself, there is a kind of conversation messages that will be delivered by various stakeholders, but also the honouring of people we have lost, and you know, over the last couple of years, uh, these are LGBTI people, these are bodies, these are people that belong to families that whose lives were taken because. They loved other people, or they expressed who they were. So, so, so I think these are unacceptable things that must be dealt with. So, this kind of awareness and conversation and dialogue is a multi-sectoral conversation that is taking place in Pretoria, and 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 we expecting that this awareness is not just a once-off. We just came out of the week, and um, you know, of Transgender Week of uh, Remembrance, where we continue to mark and note people we have lost. But I think it's really about how we support families, how we support LGBTI people and the organizations at large. I thank you so much for your time there. That was Steve Litsiki, the Deputy Chairperson of the South African National AIDS Council. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 Nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.